Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome everyone to the Process 319 Unleashed with Dawn Marie. I am so glad that you are here with us this morning. We have a fabulous guest on our show this morning. Her name is Dr. Heather Lewis, also known as Doc Lewis. She is a former naval physician, and she is also the owner of Doc Heather Knows, Inc. She is a primary care public health medical physician. She's a military wife. She's blended family mom. She's also a loving life strategist. Her work as a life strategist is to believe in your authentic vision and support you with strategies to get you from stumble to successfully point B to Z, determined by you. She is also determined to help you to heal by genuinely connecting with people. And in her mission to diagnose health in your health care, she promotes healing through talking it out and being heard to eliminate the suffering and silence, social isolation, and thoughts of suicide. As an advocate, educator, and strategist, she is here to nurture your seeds of greatness. So please join us today as we talk about faith and medicine, taking control of your health. You're going to learn some practical things on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. So I look forward to you joining with us. Good morning, Doc Heather. How are you today? I am well, thank you. I am so honored to have you on the show. We've known each other, what, but two, three years now? Two or three years? Yeah, it's actually going on about four now. Um, wonderful oh, how things wow. work out in the world. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. And I'm really honored to have you. Your wealth of knowledge and your, your personality and just your heart is, is amazing. And I'm really honored that you would take the time to be on the show this morning. Well, as you know, our society and our world is battling with COVID. I mean, COVID now has a personality of its own. And it's, it's, it's taking over our finances and our mental health and our physical health. And I, I don't want to necessarily spend any, a lot of time on COVID. No, there's enough professionals and news programs doing that. But the one thing that we've heard about it is that, or, or any other flu, you know, influenza or uh, cold or flu that comes our area, it really attacks those that have an underlying compromised immune system. And so what I'd like to talk to you today about is one of the things that we don't think that compromises our immune system, and, and I know that um, our friend and colleague uh, Don, Don, uh, Donna Scott is going to be on soon to talk about the psychological effects of uh, many of these areas of unforgiveness, stress, negativity, I wanted to ask you, how do those things, because some of those things that we can control, what are those things and how do they affect the body? And what have you seen in your practice on how negative emotions and negative things have a negative effect on the physical body? 
Well, this is a great question. I mean, and like you said, this is um, something that goes deeper so we can talk about the, you know, mental health manifestations and the physical health manifestations, but I know I'm going to focus on the physical. And um, not only have I seen it in practice where increased stress, and we're talking about the bad stress. So if you look at academia, um, they define good stress versus bad stress. Good stress is an example of, you know, when you get a new job and you're starting, you know, your first day you're going in, you have like some nerves, some butterflies in your stomach, as people say. That's considered pretty good stress. Bad stress or negative stress is what we're going through. Most people are experiencing right now, which is we don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what the next moment brings. And so people tend to worry. And worry leads us to physically creating um, an environment in our bodies that increases our hormone, which is a chemical in our body, called cortisol. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's listening and they want to find out more, that's the key. And the key is that hormone cortisol. You'll hear about that. How does, how does stress basically translate physically? It translates in that hormone. And as that hormone increases, it really brings our physical body down. So wow. I mean, we can dive in and just get into that. Yeah. Wow. Now I've heard about cortisol. You hear, you've seen it on the commercials. What I'd like to know is I've only seen it on the commercial over the last 10 years. How long has the medical industry known the effects of this hormone called cortisol on the body? Oh, um, you know, to be honest, I don't know. It's, it's ancient. Like, they've known it for years. But mm-hmm. the research around um, correlating the specific title of stress is more of, like mm-hmm. I said, that mental health kind of variety to the cortisol level to what happens physically. So, I mean, I would say at least there's probably research out there for 20 years or so. But you have to also remember what is the goal for research? You know, if we can identify something, which we have, I mean, most likely once they do the research, they identify what the issue is. Researchers pretty much let that go. So we know healthy eating, physical activity, um, like you said, I, as you mentioned in my bio, I'm a preventive medicine. That is a form of uh, specialty for physicians and providers that's really not well-known. Most people, when I say, they say, oh, what type of doctor are you? And I say, oh, I'm a preventive medicine doctor. And they're looking at me like, what does that mean? Well, it's something that we don't emphasize in the world because we run on somewhat of the opposite of things of life. So we know that healthy eating, um, exercise, like I said, we have a prescription specifically for age ranges, how much exercise you should get on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. That's because we know as scientists and as physicians or providers, that leads back to that cortisol level, okay? And it can it can create a significant disease if you go out of whack. Um, but most people don't have that physical, um, like a actual problem with producing the hormone or producing too much of hormone. It's just the fact that because of our stress levels, we indirectly increase it, if that makes sense. Like that same feeling you get when you got on your first day of your job, that same feeling, that's that hormone kind of rising up in you, but you're mentally connected to a good thing. It's when you connect that to a mentally negative thing that that cortisol amount and the fact that you keep it around longer, probably because of the negative, then that's why 
it goes up and we cause the problems like obesity. And so some people are probably hearing right now that um, obesity is a big underlying condition right now with COVID-19. And you're thinking like, what? I mean, half of the world, majority, okay, I mean, the statistics are out there. The United States has significant problems with obesity right now. And what is obesity? Um, You can define it as a body mass index of greater than 30. Um, You can define it by a weight and based on your height and what is expected. Again, we're going to prescribe that exercise and appropriate nutrition basically keep those two things in balance to keep your weight in balance. Um, But if you've ever experienced it like myself, I am one who has been obese and has been battling that because it honestly doesn't take much. Um, And when I'm under stress, I don't eat appropriately, I don't sleep appropriately, and guess what? That just compounds the problem. Wow. If you're like me, you find that weight, hey, that's it. That's a component of it. That's that's amazing, Doctor, and I really appreciate you sharing that. And um, it's amazing how you have to just main you have to take health seriously and stay on top of these things. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about, or the other I shouldn't say things, but topics is let's talk about diabetes. Now, is it true that diabetes and weight? And how does that affect uh, a person's health? And how much of that is if you just lose the weight and you don't notice as, as being a diabetic? Okay, so you're saying how much is weight in relation to diabetes? Okay, so there's actually two form. the most common forms of, of um, diabetes mellitus is what the technical term is, or some people, if you're not familiar with the medical jargon, like your blood sugars are out of whack. Um, basically, there is a version that occurs when children or people are younger, and we used to call that juvenile, but because we've had it in adults, we've kind of gone away. And I want to acknowledge that that form is typically what we call an autoimmune disease because it's something where your body is no longer making the, again, another hormone, insulin, mm-hmm. chemical, that is needed to process highly carbonated, I mean, carbohydrated, sugary foods, okay? Mm-hmm. As an adult, which we're used to, is the one that is um, ultimately related to our weight is that, again, as we get older, our bodies are not fed appropriately and not um, – physically active as much as we would like, we acknowledge mm-hmm. that with that, there is, a, there is a system where we basically don't treat enough, we don't have enough insulin around in our body, so we ended up mm-hmm. gaining weight. So mm-hmm. that's how and they how correlate. Can, they correlate. Go ahead. So how can people prevent it? So if they are on the verge being diagnosed with diabetes or if they're overweight overweight because I think this time in our society is very serious I mean you see the number of people who are just fearful of being diagnosed with COVID and 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 you know they're they're just panicking but yet if we have better health then we can bounce back a lot a lot sooner so what is your advice or what would you say to people who are panicking that may be at risk? Is this a time, is this like a wake-up call to say, hey, 
it you you do have some control over your own health. Absolutely, and that is the beauty of it. It's like prevention um, is what can we do? What can we control? Identifying those factors that we can control, and that is a perfect question. Um, as a believer, yes, I absolutely do believe that right now is an ideal time for us to start working on ourselves and, you know, maybe adjusting to where we were. So a couple of things that was that right now with so many not working um, in that traditional setting, not being able to go to their jobs, this is one of those things where you want to start thinking and clearing your heart and clearing your mind of, if you didn't like that job, start thinking about what you do like and start you know, going after what you want to do. On the physical side of things, if you are obese, even if you're not obese, we got to figure out a way to stay physically active because as I'm noticing with these different things that are happening in the response to COVID-19, mm-hmm. they're shutting down parks, they're shutting down beaches, they're shutting down the ways that we typically get out and mm-hmm. would maybe exercise. And absolutely, the gyms were like one of the first things they shut down, right, because you can't have more than 10 people in the space. So right. we need to identify how can we stay physically active, happy, laughing, laughter. You know, so mm-hmm. many people don't understand. Laughter alone can be its own chemical um, function and chemical medication to your body to help you just do better in life. And so what I'm saying is all of that to do, physical active, re- reassess your, your food habits. You know, we're not eating out as much probably right now. I mean, maybe some are getting delivery, but this is the time to do a checklist and just kind of check those things off and try to get our weight under control. So That's awesome. we can kind of continue to prevent ourselves from getting this infection. And going forward, if it does come back around in the fall, if it comes back around in another year or there's a new type of um, viral, hey, we're already setting ourselves up for success by working on it right now. Definitely, Simply definitely. walking in place and do it. Exactly. You know? And what you mentioned something, which is what this show was about, also faith in medicine. Um, not faith in medicine completely, but faith and medicine. So as a Christian, as a believer, can you share information or your experience on how you've seen people who have a level of faith or a higher level of faith security and who they believe in and how that affects their health versus someone who maybe has no faith at all. And have you seen a correlation? You know, actually, so one of the things that I've noticed is that, um, and I don't quote me on the exact, uh, as far as exact literature, but I do have a scripture that just kind of stuck out with me when we discussed, like, you know, going with the show, and that is Matthew 6. 25 to 34, and the title of it pretty much is Do Not Worry, okay? Um, There are case studies that are out there that will show how people have been told by physicians, by scientists, hey, you're not going to make it because this is a disease that consumes the body or that, you know, pretty much is fatal, deadly to the body, but somehow, miraculously, they've come around and they've healed themselves. And we have done case studies that identify that through faith, people who believe in a higher being, people who believe in a, in a source of energy that is outside of themselves and usually cannot touch themselves. You know, like we can't touch mm-hmm. it, but we know it's, we know life. That's what the faith looks like to me. And I absolutely um, believe in that. And, and I will tell you some things that, that confirm this. When you hear people coming with um, musical 
medical therapy. Why? Because they know music and vibrations help people um, as far as that, as far as keeping, excuse me, mm-hmm. keeping them in line and healthiness and keeping their mindset and their body in tune. So, yeah, definitely there is an important key about having faith, having hope, and how you can heal your body. So definitely, I was, I was definitely looking at a, um, a, a study that faith that heals, and it is a, it, it was from 1910, but there's also a recent one done back in 2009, and there's been more studies that have been done in regards to health because they were saying that the body isn't going through as much stress. And, they, and that people that have a very vibrant praise life, a, vi- a vibrant worship life, it just seems to change the body's uh, chemical makeup and structure and that it helps releases, you know, different, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say white blood cells because I'm not a doctor, but it just releases a different set of chemicals in the body to help people to fight off things. And you're right, I have seen some of those studies, you know, as a doctoral student, I was looking my my first topic was looking at faith and um another particular topic and looking at what i found in the research was that people who had a strong faith people who had a belief in god did not respond to negativity nearly like uh in in the physical as those that that did and it was just looking at the psychological well-being of those people um i didn't look at this the uh medical side but i definitely did look at the psychological effect and it was like night and day it was it was it was absolutely amazing well also when you look at faith and taking charge of one's health i mean we hear a lot in the news these days about different health health care and so forth but healthcare is really only as good as a person walking in the door and how they're taking care of themselves. So how can we talk about diabetes, we talked about stress and the effect that it has on the body. So basically what I've learned from you so far is reduce your stress, stop worrying, find your spiritual your spiritual foundation. You and I are, are Christians and we believe in the word mm-hmm. of God, we believe in faith of God, we believe in who God is. Some people may not believe in that. This is about God, but find what works for you. With that being said, believe it, work it, and reduce your stress. And then it also was number two is if you have an underlying immune disease, like a a particular type of diabetes, that you should watch what you eat. Make sure that you're getting exercise and taking care of your body. Those things you can do. What are some other things that people can do to take back control of their body and to, and control you know, of their health. I want to I want to keep this simple because sometimes when, you know, when we give a lot of um ways or steps or things, you know, people can get overwhelmed. And the things mm-hmm. that you just mentioned were significant and key. I mean, I am I am a believer, I'm a medical doctor, I'm a scientist, I still consider, but the thing is I I also believe in keeping things simple. And to be honest, those Four key things are significantly huge. I believe if you can shift your dietary um, habits, if you're eating what we recommend, you know, appropriate amount of vegetables a day, um, fruits a day, and getting in um, low-fat 
foods, low sugary foods, and drinking water, simply just drinking water. That's a nutritional factor. You could see a huge dynamic shift in your in your physical being. Um, if you do physical exercise, and again, right now we're having to learn how to how to modify that and what that looks like, but I'm thinking, you know what, I love to dance in my house, you know, turn on some music. We can still do that, right, wherever we are. Right, right. We can turn on, you know, praise music, and we can just, you know, um, do that. And walking around, just walking in place, walking around your house, vacuuming, different chores and things like that keep us physically active. And the mental stress, if you can, you know, like I said, from a biblical side, you just mentioned Christian do not worry. We are going to be provided for. We need to continue. It does not add another day to your life to worry. But I was going to also say, I would say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Generosity, okay? And what does generosity look like? Well, you, I think you may have mentioned earlier that it could be more of a mental mindset of generosity or just a, and a physical being, and that is forgiving things that you feel have happened to you and realizing mm. that, you know, um, it's more about what's happening for you. Like right now, a lot of people could be down on their lives, like, you know, how did this happen? Why is this happening to me? But let's look at things in a way of generosity and gratefulness. Identifying the things that you that are good in your life. And that's where I come in as that, you know, I want to do this kind of um, shameless plug, but that's where I come in as a loving life perspective strategies where we can mm-hmm. have a conversation and I can talk to you about what are you looking at that's so negative and how can we find the good things that are there? How can we find the healthy right. things that are in your life? That right. can shift your mindset and make a huge difference in what you're doing. And last thing, I know I'm, I'm talking on here, but I want to acknowledge that although there are people with diabetes out there right now, there's also, like if we, we talked about obesity being a huge issue because you don't have to be a diabetic just to be obese. Usually it's the other right. way around. Um, right. There are many obese people that are not diabetic and not yet diabetic, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to just quickly touch on another um, diagnosis that people are not acknowledging, and that's sleep apnea. People who snore oh. and stop breathing during their sleep if you're one of those people who will fit in one of those categories or multiple categories, you absolutely can shift your way of being right now. It can start right now. And it starts in these ways that we're talking, changing your diet, getting um, physically active more than you have been. But I also want to say those who are not in those categories, continue to do what you've been doing. Don't fall because some people are going to fall to that because right now they can't get to the gym so their physical activity may fall behind. Well, we got to figure out how to keep that going. And we're not getting to the grocery store or getting the things we need from the grocery store as often as we use, or used to. we got to find ways around that. So I don't want to take slight of that either. People who kept their weight under control and kept their health, please continue to do that. That's key too. Drink water. Simple thing. You, you know, it, it's so funny. In 2020, with all this technology, all these processed foods and all these ways to make our life easy, everything goes back to back to basics, <laughs> back to mm-hmm. making your own food. Um, I recently met with a dietitian because I, my workout was not productive. And I'm like, I'm not getting the, the range I want in my squats. I'm not doing this. And, you know, I was talking to our pastor who's a triathlete, a triathlete and he was like, your diet. And then he said, what you said, your diet and your sleep. 
and we don't recognize how they we we and my dietitian was like, oh, people want to wear this badge. Of, she didn't say these exact words, but it's like a badge of honor that we wear uh, when we only function on three or four hours of sleep a night. But it's killing mm-hmm. our body. Now, can you quickly address what does a lack of sleep physically do to the body that we don't see? Oh yeah, um, actually, I, the biggest thing that stands out is when you're not resting appropriately, you're not allowing your body to just kind of reset and rejuvenate its cells. That's one of the simplest forms. And, um, you know, that results in people having headaches and very, you know, tired during the day. The other one, if you do have the diagnosis of sleep apnea, which is specific diagnosis of stop breathing during any time of sleeping, the huge problem with that is it makes your heart work harder. When your heart, when that breath stops, and your heart is pounding like something's wrong, it's got to feed the lungs, that can lead to cardiovascular disease and a whole other slew of things that are problems. But that's why it's so significant because you could create high blood pressure or high blood pressure could be a symptom of you um, not sleeping well. So, yeah, you know, our body is a a true manifestation, um, you know, in creation. It's amazing how it works together. So just know... You know, two hours of sleep, you may think you're getting good with it, but that on a consistent basis, no, it's not healthy. We can't reset our brains with that. We can't reset our hearts with that. Um, And it will catch up with you. Uh, Yeah, it it just will because we need that moment of time to rejuvenate ourselves, relax our digestion, relax our heart. When you're resting, you should truly be completely resting. Okay, so, yeah, there's there's a lot into that one. Yeah, there is. One of my last questions, and then I want you to talk about your business. I want you to talk about what people are going to experience because they're going to get a total package with you. We have about three minutes left. If you had, so just this one question on the medicine side, what is maybe one medication or medications that people could probably without major diagnosing, reduce out of their life by just making these changes that you mentioned? One medication. Um, that's kind of tricky. I would I would put it this way. Um, I would, you know, over-the-counter medications, I think I would not touch right now anything that is being diagnosed to you. Um, that would be something that we could talk about one-on-one and kind of go forward with whoever prescribed it with, prescribed it to you. But something that I would say you could reduce is over-the-counter medications or things that you can go to Walmart and Target and these different stores and buy yourself. And the one that's sticking out to me is an anti-inflammatory. Um, we're very dependent on medication. Ibuprofen, you may have heard of it, um, is yep. the generic name. Trade name is like Ibu- as, um, Motrin, Aleve, um, and I have no regards to any of these medications. There's no kickback or anything for me. But that's something that if you're consuming on a regular basis, um, that would be ideal to, to take, you know, to eliminate or reduce out of your life. Because the concern I would have is why are you taking it? And most people are taking right. it because of pain, because of headaches, um, or just because, you know, they think it makes them feel better. That's the one I would say, let's go into deeper of why you're having the pain. Okay. Um, let's try to figure out, what it is about 
whether it be the headache pain or the body physical joint pain. Let's figure that out right. and try to reduce that right. medication in the world. So yeah. you can do a lot of research on anti-inflammatory diets and, and practices, but that's that's the goal. Anti-inflammatory, um, instead of taking the pill, let's try to figure out how we can correct it naturally. Naturally. That's really good. And I like what you said because a lot of places won't give you that information. They'll just say, hey, go take 800 or whatever milligrams of this, reduce mm-hmm. the inflammation in your body rather than how can we reduce that inflammation naturally and then by practicing the things that you share with us today uh, definitely is going to give us the ability to take charge of our health so that we aren't in the doctor's office with osteoporosis and diabetes and I know heart disease and so forth. Well, Dr. Mm-hmm. Heather, we have about a minute left. Talk about, share with people how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you on Facebook, what they can do to get to experience your services so that they can get the help that they need to live their dreams and to strategize their life during this time or any other time. Well, I want to thank you for inviting me here and you can get in contact with me probably best right now is to reach out and touch on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Um, You can find me at Doc Heather, which is D-O-C space Heather, H-E-A-T-H-E-R, and find me there, get in contact with me, and maybe we can set up a call and do like a quick 15, 20-minute consult and see what's going on and how we can um, shift the perspectives of your life. I really appreciate that. Well, look, everyone, I thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to join us next week for another fantastic guest. We're talking about faith, and you're going to have to just listen in, uh, check us out online to find out when we're who my guest will be. We'll be posting that really soon. And take care of yourselves. You can find me on Facebook or you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the process 319. Look, make it a great day and thank you for joining. Yeah.